The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the executive minister and senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I've been in the midst of interviewing powerful people that I have encountered over the last year or two, people who I feel as though when I heard them, I felt uh, the authentic truth coming from them, people who I felt uh, can make an impact to my listeners and people who I, who I honestly feel are making positive change in the world. So today, yet again, I'm bringing back some, bringing or introducing to you someone who I met a few months ago, um, and I just really felt that you know this man's heart was working towards the transformation of humanity. And I love what he had to say and teach. So today, uh, my guest is the motivational speaker, Marcus Anthony Ray. How you doing there, Marcus? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, you know, Marcus, I, I met Marcus at a seminar I was at a few months ago. And, you know, I didn't even know he was speaking. He was a guest of the seminar I went to. And when I heard his story and his story of transformation and how he turned his life around, I was like, you know what, you know, I got to make sure that we stay in touch and, you know, do something down the road. So, Marcus, uh, before we get into uh, your work and and really what I want to talk with you about today, because I think it was so effective at the seminar that I saw you present was your concept around emotional stamps, how to clean up the subconscious mind, how to forgive, how to release so you can go forward in a life that's powerful. So I do want to talk about that. But before we get there, what I do want to do is at least give people some context of who you are and how do you how did you become the motivational speaker, inspirational teacher, and life transformational, uh, life transformation coach, Marcus Anthony Ray. Okay, I think we um, we dropped. Let me see here. Um, and to see, uh, Mark. I'm I here. Think we dropped. Okay, hey there. I don't know what's happening, but we we're, we're having a few little technical difficulties. So let me just say this, Marcus, because I gave this whole big script, and I don't think you just heard it. Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so first of all, let me just say that obviously, because of the global pandemic, everyone, um, we're doing these shows a little bit different than we normally do. So I, I am going to ask for your compassion and grace 
because we're having to figure out how to do these things from people's homes through the studio. To me, I'm in Chicago. Unity Online Radio is in Unity Village in Missouri, outside of Kansas City. I'm in Whistler, uh, Canada. Yeah, he's in Canada. <laughs> and the producers are not in the studio because they are on the stay home, stay safe, uh, you know, orders from yeah. however that works. I don't, they don't have governor, uh, well, from the governor of Missouri. <clears throat> so because of that, I just want to make sure that we are aware that obviously we're in some times that are unique. And we still want to make sure that instead of not giving you something that you need, we want to make sure we're a voice of inspiration while you're going through what you're going through, because you can either grow through a thing or you can go through it, go, go through a thing. So we yeah. want you to grow through it. We want you to come out on the other end of this as a new being, as a transformed being, as an empowered being. And therefore, we're going to keep going forward and presenting these shows so you can do what you got to do. Now, just double checking. Marcus, are you there? Man, I like you, Reverend. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like you. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so that's, that's, that, that's my talk. I, I'm all about life empowerment and transformation. So, Marcus, as that. I was saying, uh, what I want to talk about, at least so the listeners can know, how did you become, what was your journey to becoming the life transformation coach, the motivational speaker, the keynote speaker, Marcus Anthony Ray. What's your journey? Oh man, you're gonna make me tell that story again. Yeah, okay. well, you can I'm give the story. You know, the abridged version of it. I'm gonna yes. give the brief, the brief version of that story. <laughs> um, well, actually, similar to uh, what's happening now in society, where where we're all we're all falling. Um, our, our financial situation is down. Everything's down. In Canada, way back in 1982, uh, the, not the virus, but the same financial crunch happened. And my family was going to lose their house. Uh, we were all living in the house, my brothers and uh, my mother and father. And we were going into foreclosure within two months. And someone had to do something. I felt quite helpless. But I ended up uh, becoming a male stripper to make the money to save the house. And uh, that was, uh, that ended me into a, that entered me into a journey that I, I really didn't expect would happen. Um, I didn't expect that I would go in there and get completely seduced by that deep, dark world and end up in there for seven years. So um, my, my tales are, are long and uh, in depth and uh, the things that happened to me. And uh, as I like to tell people, I, I ended up dancing with the devil and living to tell about it. So that's how I phrase it all up. And uh, when I came out of it, and I, I told you the story of the car accident where I actually tried to do myself in, um, that I'd had enough and I, I couldn't really face myself. I couldn't look at myself in a mirror after a while and uh, drove my Corvette off the road and it ended up smashing in the middle of the highway, ending up upside down and burning and with me trapped in it, and I, I didn't even try to get out. I just laid there and accepted my fate, and I thought, this is what I deserve, so this is what I get. And, uh, and the miracle that, that happened next, um, I always tell people it's quite unbelievable, but in my heart, I don't, I don't mind people thinking it's unbelievable. I was there, I saw it, I felt it. Um, a priest pulled me out of that burning car, and... Uh, you know, my reaction then, I, I mean, I always, I love my reaction because I, I, my first things out of my mouth was, oh my God. 
And then to have him say, no son, just one of his helpers. I'll never forget that phrase. It just stuck yeah. in my mind all this time. And this is back in the 80s when I'm only 26 years old. So basically that's my story. And uh, that changed my life. And onward from there, I wanted to give back to society. I became a police officer. I became a Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman. And uh, lucky for me, they never asked me on the um, on the interview if I'd ever been a stripper before, because I'm sure I wouldn't have made it in if I would have answered that one. But um, I got to serve as a search and rescue diver, and uh, I ended up becoming a motivational speaker after that, just trying to help people that I saw going through a similar thing, not the same kind of lifestyle I had, but getting the same emotion and the same reaction and going down that dark tunnel that it's hard to see the light to get out. There you go. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. So in the midst of that process and coming out of what you needed to learn and and do for your own self-transformation to pull yourself out of the impact of of saving your family and walking into a world that, um, you know, allows you to, you know, to be honest, allows you to save your parents home and and put your family in a better financial position. But at the cost of your own um um my identity everything about your, your, yeah your own identity <laughs> and then to walk into a work where police work and i can say this to my um you know my uh, my mother's was deceased but her her um husband former stepfather was a police officer so i know yeah. and he worked the, the one of the well actually the poorest area in chicago so I know what it's like for people to come home and be impacted by uh, that type of work. You know, it, it's, it, it's difficult to shake off. So in the midst of the transformation, you started to do some work around uh, clearing up your subconscious mind, in particular with this concept called emotional stamps. Could you speak a little bit about that and how that process helps you get unstuck so you can go forward into the life that's possible for you. Yeah. You know, when I, when I got out of the uh, stripping world and I entered into the police world, I did notice that a lot of the, a lot of the emotions were stuck in me from the old world. So even though I was there trying to do something good and give back, um, a lot of times anger was coming out where it, it didn't belong. A lot of times um, these strong emotions were coming forward and it really didn't have anything to do with the police work that I was doing. It had more to do with the stripping in my background and some of the things I went through and, and let's call them flashbacks. I would have moments where I'm arresting somebody uh, who was actually just like me before, who I'm arresting someone who acted just like I used to. And it, it, was, it was this thing where, where I realized it was still in me. I couldn't get past that feeling, that emotion that would, it would overcome me. And then I realized that these things, uh, and I call them emotional stamps, that's what I ended up calling them, um, they're kind of stamped into me at certain points in my life where they're stuck. And and I started going way back into my life uh, because my curiosity was getting me on how, how can someone fix something like this? 
And I did go to see psychologists and they have these routine kind of things they put you through, but, but it wasn't working for me. It wasn't something that, that I could sit still enough to uh, gather the information that, that they were giving me and actually use it. I, I needed something else. And I started digging back and trying to remember things in my childhood. And lo and behold, it went right back and began at seven years old. Um, I used to get locked in the closet after being whipped with a belt by my stepfather. Um, and I didn't realize I was holding on to something from there. I didn't, I didn't realize that that's where the anger actually started. It embedded itself. And that's what I call now an emotional stamp. It's stamped into me. And I couldn't release that. And then as I moved on in life and different things I did uh, in my teens and as a stripper and everything else, these are things that any anyone would be ashamed of, anyone would regret. Um, it would cause so much pain. And I had to go back and reassess it all. And so I came up with a formula for doing this that seemed to work for me. And it, what it was is, is something a little – it seemed a little weird, but I would relive – uh, that being locked in the closet and after being whipped with a belt, but I would relive it as I am now. So if you can imagine, I go back to thinking of what I was like as a little boy and how scared I was and everything else of that man that was doing that to me. But then I reinvented the scene. I thought, well, what would I do if I was back there now? What if that same scene was happening, but it's the me, the strong me, the thinking me, the physically strong me that's back there? How would that scene unfold then? And then I would end up laughing about it because I would think of how hilarious it is for that man to try and hit me with that belt now. How hilarious would it be for him to try and get me in that closet? And that started to imprint something different. So I can't change the scene. None of us can. We can't change what we've been through. But we can change the emotion, emotion that's stamped on it. That yes, is highly that. possible. I've done it. I started teaching it. It's working like crazy. I've got people moving forward like unbelievable, successful, happy, great emotions. And so what I call it is real life, R-E-E-L-I-F-E. And I take your life and I put it into a movie and we take those scenes apart and we react the scene. And all we do is we take the now you and we put you back there because you would have been totally different and you can see that you would win in every circumstance because now you've become this smart, strong person. Beautiful, beautiful. We have some callers calling in, Marcus. So let's find mm -hmm. out who these people are and let's get this process rolling. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, caller, are you there? Is it yes, Donald? Sir. Yes, how you doing, Reverend? Um, Mr. Ray, thank you for taking my question. Uh, yes. In regards to scripture, do you have any favorite scripture, something that you lean on, something that you can read that you would encourage us uh, to share with us? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm a, I'm a highly spiritual man. When it comes to uh, remembering scriptures, I am not the best at it. Have I read through the Bible? Yes, I have. Um, but I, I don't go word for word as much as I go for the feeling that it gives me. So um, if I was to say that to you, then I would, I would say that the biggest thing that I've pulled out of the Bible is forgiveness. And I've forgiven myself. I've forgiven people that have attacked me in the past and done horrible things to me. And I've forgiven myself for being on this earth and in this lifestyle that I lost control of. And in that absolute acceptance 
which is what the Bible's taught me, is absolute acceptance of who you are and what you are and where you've been will ultimately make you love who you are now. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Mr. Ray. You're welcome. Thank you, thank, thank you Donald, for the call. You're welcome, Reverend. Okay, we got a couple more calls, uh, Marcus. Let's knock these on out. Um, Alice, Alice, are you there? Yeah. Yes. Hey there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, do you My have a question, question for? Uh, yes, and, have... By the way, this is Reverend Alice Brown, right? Yes, it is. Hey there, uh, Reverend Brown. Uh, do you have a question for Marcus? Yes, sir, I do. My question is, how can we live in this newfound virtual living experience and still, the word that just showed up in my mind is still remain sane. Still remain sane? Um, you know what? No. I, I actually have an answer for that. Um, every Everything in our lives, us older people that have been around a little bit, um, rede redirection is going to come from human connection. And you don't have to live in a world you don't want to live in if you connect with the people who are like-minded like you. And that's what I've chosen to do. I've chosen not to fall into uh, what's around me. I've chosen to use my heart and connect with the people um, like the Reverend here that I'm, I'm connected to now. This is this to me. This is life. This is this is I'm I'm connecting with people I live nowhere near, and we met for a moment, and that's all it took. And we can tell that we're of the same kind. And I think that you need to not look so much anymore at the world around you, but you need to look within and look towards the same people that are just like you, and that will make your life rich. Thank you so much, sir. You're Thank welcome. You Thank you, Reverend Alice, for calling in. Much appreciated. We have another caller, uh, Marcus. Let's knock this out. Uh, hey there, Robin. Are you there, Robin? I'm here. Hello. Do you have a question for Good Marcus? Morning. I do. Uh, Mr. Ray, you were talking about your, the imprint or the stamp, the emotional stamp. Stamp. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, of, of your experiences. Uh, particularly being locked in the closet and the uh, beatings with the belt. My question is the behavior that you mentioned that followed that, do you believe that in a subconscious way that was you, uh, those behaviors were reaffirming for you the experience that you had preceding those? So the spankings and being locked in the closet uh, not the the behaviors being a result of that, but you looking for um, subconsciously or consciously the opportunity to reaffirm or even relive at an emotional level that experience. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and answer that question in the, in the way that I teach, and that is that um, I believe that, uh, yes, the subconscious mind uh, does lock in things from our past, but the way that I believe in the mind working is you have your conscious mind and you have your subconscious and you have your heart. And if we use those three and your conscious mind cannot be trusted and your conscious mind in a, in a man or a woman, it's where your ego can take over and make you do all sorts of things. So the revengeful thought or, or the thought that if someone's lashed out at me and I'm going to lash out at you now, to me, that's my conscious mind because my conscious mind, I can't trust. It doesn't connect with my heart like my subconscious does. 
And the way that I've dealt with this situation is when I was a police officer, my conscious mind was in control. My ego was in control. I'm wearing a uniform and a gun and I'm an authority. And if I would have stepped back, uh, which I did learn to do years later, if I would have stepped back and really focused on my conscious mind connected directly to my heart, I would have, I would have felt what other people were going through rather than seen what other people were going through. And the, when I look back to the instance in the closet and getting whipped with the belt and everything else, my conscious mind just wanted revenge. All my conscious mind can think of is no one's ever going to do me that do that to me again. If they ever try, I'm going to whoop their ass. That's the way my conscious mind, my subconscious mind is telling me, did you learn from that? What do you take from that? You take from that that you don't want to do unto others that's been done to you. And my conscious mind is connected directly to my heart. Therefore, after a while, I learned to think with my heart and load my subconscious mind with my thoughts and control my conscious mind. And now I'm, I'm at peace. I'm, I'm, I'm mellow. Excellent. Not so much, you know, not extremely mellow. I'm a pretty tough, rugged guy, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, you're I'm you're in the mountains player. now, correct? I, I'm, I'm in Whistler Mountain. Yeah, that's where I am. Yes, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So Great if question. I may, just thank you. If I may, one quick thing that you mentioned about being a police officer and yeah. uh, wearing that badge and your ego and yeah. taking into account your experience with that and looking at the current climate that we're facing in this world with police brutality. What do you see what in are, the police officers and a lot of the experiences that we, we're seeing? Well, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to defend police officers just a little bit, uh, not totally, because there is a lot of bad out there. But, but what you've got to understand is, and, uh, and in my experience, when, when I went through my seven years of being a stripper, I ended up becoming what I would say would be the worst of humanity. I became the worst of humanity. Right after that, I became a police officer, and all I dealt with was the worst of humanity. And it really plays a heavy role in, in a police officer's life when they see nothing but what humans can do over and over and over again. I mean, it, it, it's, it's dumbfounding what humans are actually capable of, to tell you the truth. Some of the things I've seen, I would, I would love to not see them again. Um, I would like to get that out of my head. And I'm not defending police officers, but I am saying that they're taking their inner anger and it's coming out. And they've got to deal with that long before they do that job and put that, that gun on their hip. And that is it. That's going to be a problem, a continuous problem, because it's, it's the kind of thing where it gets deep-rooted. And this is where I'm going to use my emotional stamp again. Anger is emotionally stamped into a lot of people in authoritative positions because they are constantly correcting someone else. And they need to deal with that. And I I think that, I mean, what got me out of the police force was I actually realized that that I wasn't meant for it anymore because I, I was waking up. Yeah, quite simply, I was waking up and therefore I didn't belong in the uniform anymore. So all I can say about that is that uh, we need to give the proper help to these people because they're doing the kind of job that it's, it's, it's not a desirable job um, at all. It's, it's a job that needs to be done, but it needs to be done with empathy, compassion, and I think that's what's missing. 
Is that Thank a you good so answer? very much for your time. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you so very much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it, Reverend McDowell. Great work. Please continue to uh, spread the message. And gentlemen, have a wonderful day. You Thank too. you. Bye now. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay, we, we have another caller. We got to squeeze in in a couple of minutes or answer a call after the break. But let me bring her in. Uh, okay. okay, let's see here. That's uh, not coming in. Um, I don't know what's happening here. I'm trying to bring in Jennifer. Jennifer, is she on? Okay. Mm. Clicking the like button, it. Marcus, and nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Sam's me a lot. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, somehow she got disconnected. So I don't know if she called in intentionally or what was happening with that. But anyway. Jennifer, if you're out there, please call back in. We'll, we'll, we would love to take your call. So if you're out Absolutely. there, we want to make sure we hear from you. So we have about two minutes before we go to the break, Marcus. And, you know, uh, just from the standpoint of what you're talking about in, you know, in the the new thought Christian metaphysics that I teach people, it, what you're saying about the emotional stamp is very similar to um, – it's a, a a a person named Reverend Ike used to teach this concept called feeling is the blessing, and his concept right. was basically that anything that you deeply feel that's strongly impressed upon your subconscious mind, the power of the mind or universal laws or universal principles or God or spirit or universal intention or whatever the term people like to use, that feeling is what is impressed upon the universal law to bring out, to manifest in your life. So part of the process is the transformation of and regeneration of your subconscious mind because many times we unconsciously, because the subconscious are holding on to concepts that are playing out in our worlds. And it's sort of like, you know, we're the Titanic and we see the small small little uh, iceberg above the water, and which is like the conscious mind, and then underneath the water is the subconscious, gigantic iceberg that's making us crash. So uh, when we come back, because we're about to go in in about 20 seconds uh, mm-hmm. to our break, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about why we don't see what it is that's impacting us, because it's subconscious, and how we can pull it up so we can release it and heal it. So we're going to take our uh, break and we'll be right back in about three minutes with Truth Transforms. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back. I am interviewing the motivational speaker, author, and teacher, Marcus Anthony Ray, and I'm uh, Marcus, before we get into asking more questions, and I see that they're trying to screen a few more callers, 
Uh, I want people to know, first of all, how can they get in contact with you, website, email address, et cetera. What, uh, I want them to know about your book and the programs that you offer if people want to follow up and get more information or want to work with you. Okay, uh, I'm easy to get a hold of. It's just MarcusRayTalks.com is the website that has all my information on there. So you can get on there, and you will see my main program, which is called Real Life, R-E-E-L-I-F-E, where I help people take their life and compare it to a movie, and we go into each scene that has caused them some distress over their lives, and we, we change the emotional outcome of it. And also the book that I wrote, uh, Seven Years of Skin. Now, as you as you know, um, Galen, I, I I tell everybody it's it, this is not a book for everybody, but it is the cold hard facts and the deep dark truth of what happened to me in seven years of being uh, Mr. Nude North America. So it's it's a it's a book that many people have related to, even though my story is unique. It is not something that is not unlike other people's as far as an emotional content. So, yeah, uh, MarcusRayTalks.com is where you can get me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So uh, I'm I'm seeing – I don't know if these callers are coming through or not. So let me just go forward with a few more things. So uh, let me give – I forgot to give my commercial. So Christ Universal Temple has a live stream because it's live stream only services at this point, but we were live streaming before uh, this current global pandemic. You can check our live stream out at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, and it's at uh, www.cutemple.org, cutemple.org, or our YouTube page, which is CU Temple, 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Time. You can also, you know, obviously check out this show. This show is also shared on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all those websites that cover or or have podcasts. We also want to make sure that you know that uh, our senior minister, uh, Reverend Wells, has a Facebook show on at 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights called Temple Talks, so you can go on, ask him questions in the, in the comment section, and we do all of that good stuff. You'll be taught very well. We also have on Facebook, on our Christ Universal Temple Facebook page, we have Monday through Friday from 12 noon Central Time to 12.30 Central Time. Sometimes we go a little over. We have daily inspiration for better living messages. So today, and Thursday, Friday, it'll be me. So if you want to hear me teach whatever the subject is today, let me see what today's subject is. And so you can find out what you're going to be getting. Okay. Uh, this is more of a theological thing. God, my father, and my friend. So, of course, I'm going to uh, chew that up and and spit out some hardcore spiritual principles so you can uh, live a better life. So if you want to tune in today, or you can just go back and look at some former Facebook post of me or someone else teaching the daily inspiration for better living lesson. So I think we gave you all the good information that you need to have to be able to go forward and do what you got to do. So stay plugged in doing what you got to do. Now, Marcus, as I was talking about earlier on the call, there are things we don't see consciously, sort of like an iceberg. We think it's small, but then when we 
bump into it, we discover that it's exceptionally large because it's subconscious or unconscious. How do you pull that stuff up so it can be either healed, transformed, or released? You know, I know you talked a little bit about your emotional stamp, but is there any more detail to it? Well, yeah, because when when you have a certain characteristic to yourself that seems to be repetitive, you know, and you're you're it's causing you uh, pain each time it, it reoccurs, each time it happens. If you dig back, 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 you'll realize that, you know, you, you can't live in your past. Your past is living in you. That is a very important thing to remember. Your past is living right within you. So without absolute acceptance of something that's happened, you're locking onto this, let's call it Groundhog Day, where it just keeps repeating itself until you stop the cycle. And so you've got to go back. You've got to, you've got to find out where this may have originated from by going back. So in my program, I teach people to go back. And, and then what I do is I, I have them dig it up and find out where – and they'll realize that the same emotion coming out in them now is the same one from back then. You know, and and it's 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 like we'll hang on to this thing. We'll hang on to it because we don't know how to release it or let it go. And even when you let it go, it's not something that just disappears. It's called absolute acceptance. It stays within you. And the way I explain it to people is I'm still the male stripper named Jody Ray. It's right inside me. But I now have full control over it. Because I've accepted the fact that that's what it was. I've accepted the fact that that's what I did. And the thing about the mind, the subconscious, the conscious, um, one thing you got to remember about the mind is it's constantly, your conscious is playing tricks on you constantly. You know, uh, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a lousy master. You, you can't let it lead. And people let their thoughts lead them. And that's how they get tied into the past and tied into old emotions, everything else, because they lock them in. And for example, if you're sleeping one night and you have a dream that there's a tiger at the foot of your bed, uh, you will wake up and your body has reacted. You're sweating, your muscles are sore, everything else. But when you open your eyes, you don't see a tiger. Now, your mind just told your body it was happening, but it wasn't, which means that you can't always trust the conscious mind. Now, your subconscious mind is where you're storing Everything. I, I just call it the library between the subconscious and the heart. It's like a library of everything you've ever done. And it's up to you to decipher and accept everything within it so that it now becomes your ally. It becomes your ally in controlling your conscious mind. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's that's the way I've taught myself that's how i stay even in times like this i stay positive and i'm sure you do too i mean we, oh, yeah. we hold on to a positive attitude because we're looking out there at this virus running around at all the people scared at people locked in their homes everything else and i'm hanging on to that thought of i'm still in full control here i'm i'm still in control of what's going to happen to me none of us ever lose control and if they've accepted everything in their lives and they understand who they are, that everything they've been is who they've become, then they will be solid and positive right now, knowing that there is a way to go forward. Yes, absolutely. That, absolutely. That's so, very you know what's and funny, Marcus, I, is before this uh, global pandemic uh, would start, um, you know, working in, um, you know, a mega church in Chicago and, you know, for the, the last 19 years but actually 
even before I started working full-time here, part-time teaching classes and things of that nature, doing work around the ministry, you know, I, di- I discovered that uh, I-, I started to tell people certain things unconsciously. It would just pop up. So when people yeah. would walk up to me and they would say, oh, um, you know, stay away from me. You know, um, I-, I think I'm, you know, got something or whatever, cold or whatever. And I would say, oh, don't worry. My health is contagious. And I would say that to people. All the time. Like All my health is contagious. You know, <laughs> <I like that. laughs> not, <laughs> see, see, you know, because, <laughs> because, it's pretty good. For, yeah, yeah, because, you know, we never had an opportunity to talk about this, but I got into the study of spiritual principles, uh, what the world would call new thought, you know, where yeah. the self-help movement comes out of new thought. Uh, you know, the Ernest Holmes, the Charles Fillmore's, the Joseph Murphy's and, uh, and et cetera. So but I um, got into it when my mom would study everything and she presented to me a, some material, for, uh, a tape to listen to. This is the very short version of this, Mark. It's very, very short of a yeah. motivational speaker named Les Brown, which I'm sure you know. Oh, I know Les and, Brown well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Les is actually a minister from our church who left oh, wow. the ministry and went into motivational speaking. And I didn't know. That. Uh, yeah, so so when he was at the church, I wasn't a member, I was a child. So when I when my mom introduced me to the material, I was 20 years old. At that point, he's world famous. He's all over the world, he's on PBS, et cetera. I didn't even know anything about him, but when I played the tape, it was a sermon where he came back and he spoke at the church. And I was like, man, this guy's pretty smart. And I yeah. listened to the tape, and then I asked her if she had some other stuff. And to make a long story short, she had had me listen to some different people till I heard the founder who trained him. And lo and behold, not knowing that I would need it, I ended up um, January of 93, 20 years old, I ended up um, having a severe asthma attack that was activated by me putting some Vicks Vapor Rub on my chest. I thought I had a chest cold. And it activated oh, wow. a dormant asthma. And, and it and my mom got me to the hospital. According to the doctor, if I had got there ten minutes later, I would have died. I was in wow. the hospital for five days, well, four four days and three quarters, and then I was I had to stay home for another two and a half weeks. And so my mind was only on if I can understand what what this woman who taught less. Her name was Johnny Coleman, famous minister in the New Thought movement, was teaching people. I could get healed because I can remember telling my mom I had some books in the hospital when I left the house when I figured I couldn't breathe and I couldn't blow the te- lung capacity tester out even a uh, a quarter inch. So what ended up happening is I ended up having to do the work in a different kind of way. Uh, so, you know, I think we're having a few diff- technical difficulties. Marcus, are you there? Okay, we got to get him back on studio because uh, I saw something flash, and I think we lost uh, the speaker. So, okay. I apologize, everyone. As I said before, please give us a little grace and compassion because we're doing all of this stuff offline. Are we back on, Marcus? Okay, got it. Hello. Yeah, I apologize yet again, Grace. So, in the midst of my story, I don't know where you left off at, but uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm, 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 I thought we were friends, and you keep hanging up on me. 
I know, I know. This is crazy. We're going to blame it on the producer, though. <laughs> so so, so to, to make a long story short, I ended up in the hospital. Yeah. From, and I had these books with me. And I remember telling my mom, and she's pacing as I'm in the emergency room, and they're telling me that I almost died from asthma. And I, if I got there 10 minutes later, I would have died. And I couldn't blow the lung capacity tester even a quarter of an inch. Wow. I remember saying to my mom, Ma, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want it. And I can still remember to this day. So when you're talking about these emotional stamps and the things of that nature, for whatever reason, I had impressed early enough in that short amount of time that it was possible that I could be free of something that I didn't want. And um, so when I heard your story about the emotional stamps, it really brought back to me how I had to free myself from something that I didn't want, even to the place to where I started to just do the work, the the, the visualization, the prayer work, the affirmations, the stuff on three by five cards, studied everything that I could put my hands on, take all the classes that I could take. I mean, I was ridiculous. From January till about May, when I went to my last test, and for my with my uh, doctor for the follow up, and I had no symptoms. I had two inhalers and pills, very large pills, and I can remember walking in. I don't tell this to tell people to do this because this was my journey, not yours. Right. You have to do what your doctor and your conscience tells you to do. <clears throat> but I can remember telling my mom after I was after I went to the last visit. I said, you know, mom. I'm going to prove that this truth works or I'm not going to be here. And I threw the two inhalers and the the pills and the garbage in front of her. And God bless her soul. The only person in the world that could have stopped me was her and she didn't stop me. And that was 1993. I've never had a relapse. And I think the reason why is because of the same thing you did. We might have used different methods, but it was the same thing. I transformed what was on the, the subconscious imprint of you have this you can't be athletic anymore. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to recreate a new pattern and I'm going to dismiss this old one. So what I want to share, what what I wanted you to speak on a little bit is after you have cleaned up the emotional stamp, how do you create the new pattern that you want to live from? Well, you know, like uh, I I put all that into a formula, and and the way that I look at it is every experience in your life, everything that's ever happened to you, everything that's ever done, once you've you've reattached an emotion to that, then it's still – it still all um, multiplies into you. And I use the word multiply, not adds up. And there's a reason for that because every experience in life is just one experience. And if you take uh, each experience and multiply them by each other, one times one times one times one equals one. The secret to life is one. The secret to life is realizing that everything that you are is one thing. You are a giant life lesson. That's what you are. Everything that you've done is who you are. And once you realize that and accept that, then you're ready to move forward. And this is what I like about this this theory that I have on the equation. I call it the life equation, is that once you realize that multiplying every scene in your past has only led to one thing, a life lesson, that life lesson is you. You are the life lesson. You can look in the mirror and realize you can start writing the equation right now from today on. 
you can start controlling those life experiences. You can start making them multiply into what it is you want to be in the end. And let's not forget that the definition of multiplication is to grow. Yes. So yes. right then and there, that's, that's how you do it. That's what, that's what you take. And, and, you know, from your story that you just told me, um, <clears throat> one thing that I try to encourage people to understand and take it to heart is that the most powerful asset that you have as a human being is yourself. It is the strongest thing. It is the biggest weapon in your arsenal is you. You, yeah. can, you can stop or start anything you want. Yes, yes. I mean, imagine that power. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you know, I'll often tell my listeners and my students and people who, you know, I mentor or coach or whatever, that one of my positions is that I believe that there's something radically right about the human being. You know, I think yeah. I think religion as a whole has been hijacked in a way to present to people there's something radically wrong about you. And then people are always trying to climb out of the hole, you know, uh, depending on the, the doctor and the medicine. You know, this is not for your conversation. Obviously, this is me. I'm in the field. I talk the talk. But <laughs> but. You know, I got to tell you something because you just reminded me of my, like after my my wicked stepfather at seven years old, by the time I was 12, I met my new stepfather who became my real dad. Like this man was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I really dug a hole in in my 20s. I mean, I I, I always say I dug this hole. And I remember sitting with my dad and he said this thing that made me laugh. I said, he said, uh, you you got yourself in trouble, don't you? And I said, dad, I've I've dug a deep hole. And he said, well, you know how to get out of it, don't you? And I said, how? He goes, put the shovel down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stop digging. Just stop. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You're the the most powerful thing you have. You can just stop or start anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that that as human beings that we can can do that? I never actually use the word religion, Reverend. I'm spiritual. Yeah. I I never use the word religion. I, I... I always look at religion as something man-made and spiritual as something God-made. We're, we're talking the same talk. I work in the yeah. religious field, but I'm but I consider myself a spiritual practitioner. And yeah, yeah I like that. And because uh, um, one of my old spiritual dads told me years ago that it's easier to be a presenter of truth than it is to be a practitioner of truth, and that always stood with me because people will talk. But they don't live it, and living it matters. Now, one of the callers that tried to call in that we were ha- when we were having the the mess ups reached yeah. out to me, the Jennifer person, and she yeah. asked a question about. Let me see, I just lost it here. Um, about asking about going into the prisons and jails and to talk to men about their emotional stamps. Um, I know the answer to this because I heard you say it at the seminar, because you speak a little bit about helping men who are incarcerated understand right. their emotional stamps. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, with, with, with men, there's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's quite a different issue because um, you have to get pride and ego out of your way to actually talk to them. So, you know, it's the first thing to do is to, re- to remove all that and uh, getting men to understand that vulnerability is their greatest strength. 
and um, and then you can then and once you've gotten to that point, once you once you make them realize that to tell to tell your tale, to tell the truth, to tell everything, give me all the details uh, without without worrying about judgment, then you can you can get in there and you can remove those emotional stamps. The even even the darkest ugliest ones can be removed um, because they need to accept who they are, uh, not what they've done but who they are. So it's, it's about, they're taking what they've done. And of course they're, they're, they're forgiving themselves and accepting it, but they need to accept who they are right now. You can't move forward unless you accept who you are first, you know, because otherwise, otherwise you're, it's almost like you're playing a character and the character doesn't stop and you're, you're in a life role that you don't belong in. So you're, you're not even being you. And, yeah. and people can go through their whole lives like that, you know, yeah. and they never, they never see themselves. And I always tell people, stare in the mirror for, and count to 10, look straight into your eyes and count to 10, because you will see something every time you, you will actually see something and you'll feel it. And it's a very difficult thing to do. I, I still get up every morning and everybody laughs at me. I tell them this. I always take my moment. I go in, I look in the bathroom mirror and I say, good morning, good looking, let's go get them. I do it every morning. I've been doing it for years. And it makes me laugh. I laugh at myself every morning. I can't think of a better way to start than that. So when I'm teaching men, it's it's teaching them to, and you, you I know you know this, it's teaching them to drop that outer shell, to drop that facade. And if you really want to dig in there and get things solved and, and get in there and just, let's just find out who exactly you are so that we can start making you into who you want to be. Yes, yes. Well, Marcus, you and I are more alike than you might realize. When I walk past I'm flying the mirror, to Chicago. I actually, I'm going to come actually, and sit there and listen to you. I'm coming. Okay. That sounds great. Actually, when I walk past a mirror, I say to myself, I, literally, there's no joke. And I've never said this on the radio before, on this show before, but <laughs> I walk past the mirror and I say, man, if I was a woman, I'd like me. Same kind of thing. Right. It's just my way of putting in my mind that I'm impressive even to myself. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's just a mental trick. That's all it is. It's just a mental trick just to be able to just always affirm when I look in the mirror, I'm not looking for something wrong. I'm affirming yourself. You're accepting it. Yeah. That's the whole point is just to accept it. Right. And you know that, like, I, and I tell everybody, like, you're only on this earth. If you can conquer two things, you've got it all, to love and be loved. That's it. Yes, yes. So, Marcus, before we you can... get off, because I have a, um, a person that's having a challenging time getting in, uh, okay. she texted me a question, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask. This is from Crystal. She asks, can there be multiple emotional stamps in one's life? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I deal with people that have got like just amazing amount. Like it's, uh, we go through them one by one, and it takes a while. Yeah, absolutely, of course. There, there, because there's so many experiences in life. We have with so many different things happening to us. Some of them repetitive, and uh, and you have to go through each one. Yeah, the, the answer is just yes. Beautiful, beautiful. I also got text a uh, text from Eric, and he just wanted to thank you. He was trying to get in, and when everything cut off, he got cut off. So no. he wanted, first of all, just thank you for the conversation and the awesome work. And um, 
he didn't have a question. He just wanted to thank you. He can't get in now because not, it doesn't make sense for me to even take questions now because we we have about two minutes left. But he just wanted to thank you. So thank you, Eric, for still reaching out. I appreciate you wanting to call in. And anybody who tried to call in who couldn't get in today, again, because of the current global pandemic, we're figuring out how to do things uh, a little bit different. And sometimes we have a breakdown here and there. So thank you for your well, you compassion. Know, Gail, on the, they're, 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 they're perfectly welcome to get onto my website and contact me that way, MarcusRayTalks.com. MarcusRayTalks.com. So if yeah, you have Eric, more information. Eric, go ahead, buddy. Yep. Yeah, contact him, email. I'm sure it's a way to email him on the website, et cetera, if you have more questions. Because That's right. as, you can, as you can tell, Marcus is an authentic soul, um, authentic. And he's somebody who um, I can put my name behind and say, this is a genuine human being who is concerned about the transformation of human consciousness. So, Marcus, we have about a minute left, so uh, or less, actually, about 45 seconds. So I want to, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have to do this again. I feel as though our time was just too short. Uh, so we're going to have to do this back. again. Uh, Definitely. Uh, I want to, again, you know, just thank you for the work you're doing and the authentic spiritual being you are. And I know that, you know, for you and the people who you work with, the best is yet to come. Thank you so much for being you. I, I, I really enjoyed this. I mean, I'll do this with you anytime. And uh, any show that I do, I just want you in the front row like you were before. You just made sounds, it for me. <laughs> sounds like you a just plan. made it for me. I just kept Thank looking you. at you thinking, why is that man better looking than me? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, we'll man, brother. Uh, we got to go. God bless you, listeners. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.